looking at scripture this morning in the book of Luke chapter 13 and we're going to read verses 1 through 5 stand with me for the reading of the word if you're able There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. <clears throat> and Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. For those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Bow your heads with me for prayer. Dear Lord, uh, we come humbly this morning to ask for your guidance and direction as we look at a very difficult subject. So we thank, dear Lord, about the tragedy that took place in our nation. Thank dear Lord about uh, the ongoing problems and difficulties and uh, Lord we pray that you'll help us to have a right view of you, of your involvement, of Lord uh, the accusations we know that are leveled against you uh, but we know that the scripture tells us that you're, you are a God of love and we thank you for what Jesus said here on this subject, and we pray you'll help us to rightly understand it. Guide us and direct us, we pray, and help our thoughts to be that, those that will be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> you may not remember what you were doing when you found out that uh, Planes were flying into the World Trade Center. Uh, I actually was called because I didn't have the television on. I didn't know anything was happening. I said, you better turn the television on and see what's going on. It was surreal, wasn't it? It was like a nightmare uh, with these uh, planes being flown into the World Trade Center. Um, and so tomorrow is the day when we are reminded of that again and makes us shudder when we see some of the sloppiness that's going on in ways of securing our nation and uh, keeping things safe. Uh, but when we think about uh, what happened in 2001, when uh, the, the World Trade Center towers were struck, there were 2,753 people that were killed there, including 343 New York City firefighters. There were 23 New York City police officers and 37 Port Authority officers. And I forgot to turn my mic on, didn't I, Josiah? Now I've got it. When this one started talking back to me, I realized I didn't have my lapel on. Uh, 
at the Pentagon, 184 people were killed when a hijacked plane crashed into the, the building. In Pennsylvania, 40 passengers, and we remember they're brave, we don't, don't we, when they stopped that plane from where we think it was headed. We don't know for sure, but we think it was headed for the White House. Uh, 40 passengers, crew members uh, died when they took control of the hijacked plane, crashing it into a field rather than the terrorist's intended target. So, uh, sends a chill up your spine, doesn't it? Uh, the things that happened and uh, you say, uh, so was this, was this God's doing? Was, that question came up quite a few times. I, I listened to uh, a CD that uh, Dr. Thomas H. Hermes put out uh, on 9-11. It's called 9-11 World. Uh, and he talks about all the tragedies and things that are going on, starting off with 9-1-1. And uh, we, we do live in a 9-1-1 world in a lot of ways, don't we? Things happening seemingly all the time that uh, grab our attention to say, what, how can this happen? How can this take place? Uh, great loss of life from tsunamis, from terrible storms. Uh, of course, we know that the federal government in our land is ready to uh, assist uh, with money they don't have. <laughs> we know they don't have it. Uh, the, uh, the, the vault is empty as far as that goes, and they're just writing, writing checks out, uh, but not supported. Uh, so then they, we could get into all that, but I'm not going there on the inflation and all that. But uh, so this came to my mind then because when, when things happen, people say, uh, is God judging America? Uh, is, is God showing us his displeasure? Is he, is he showing us that we need to turn back to him. And I, th I think that there's a measure of all that that takes place when storms and problems and difficulties come. I don't think we would be without storms and problems if we were uh, a more godly nation. I think we would still have some things go on. But you wonder, you kind of wonder, did God poise hand back a little bit and let a little more come on us. And you know, if I say that, then somebody come up with statistics and say, well, we had all these storms take place and all these, all these events take place uh, in the past, and so, and so you can't prove it. Well, it is a difficult thing to prove, but we, knew, we do know from this scripture that when this was brought to Jesus, that Jesus talked to these people. So the first thing we see is that Pilate, and this is not a hard thing to believe about Pilate, who was very unfeeling and cold. Uh, 
that for some reason he had he had a quarrel with the Galileans. Maybe they had done something against the Roman government. We do not know. Uh, and to try to figure this out from history, we can't really figure it out when this took place. But evidently, Pilate went into the temple when these Galileans were doing sacrifice and had them slaughtered and their, their blood mixed with the blood of their sacrifice. Uh, very brutal, uh, very cruel, uh, but uh, it, was, it was initiated by the government. It was Pilate, the, the Roman governor, that had it done. Um, and Jesus said, uh, do you think that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? Um, Jesus is saying, not so, uh, because all are going to come to a terrible end, not just a tragedy in this life, but all are going to come to a terrible end if they do not repent. And you know, with with all the conversions that are that are counted in America, people that uh, make some profession, that walk the aisle, that uh, send in some kind of response, uh, we we think that there are a lot of people that are turning to the Lord, but then you don't see a lot of the fruit of that, do you? It seems like it's a profession, but it's not anything that's really initiated a change in the life that, that people have turned from sin and that they're really trying to follow Jesus. So we know that, yes, there are some that are very sincere and they do turn and they do follow the Lord, but there are others that it's more in name only that uh, they have they have uh, made a profession that they go on the same as they have been going. So Jesus said that unless you repent, unless you turn from your sin, and that's what repentance is, to turn from sin and to go another direction. And then, and then Jesus brings up one to them. Uh, and we don't know about this either. The Tower of Siloam fell. Uh, remember the pool of Siloam in John chapter 9 uh, that Jesus sent the blind man to go wash in the pool of Siloam? Uh, that's, that's in uh, John chapter 9. And uh, uh, so there evidently was a tower being built and so this, this tower uh, collapsed, or it had been built and collapsed. We don't really know. Uh, but 18 people died. Uh, they were crushed to death. And Jesus said, evidently, these, this was a very well-known thing because Jesus said, you know about that. You know about when that tower fell and 18 people died. Uh, but he said, I'm telling you, they weren't sinners above everybody else. But unless you really turn to God, you're going to perish. You're going to have a terrible end 
he's not saying that a tower is going to fall on you or that the government's going to slice you up, but he's saying that the wrath of God will come on you. How do we square things with God's wrath, God's love? Uh, how do you feel when tragedy comes? Uh, and, you know, people say, where was God when 9-11 happened? And then they found that cross that was melted uh, with hot metal when they found a cross in the beams. Remember that? And, it, and it's part of the memorial there today. Uh, is, is, that, is that meaningful? Uh, so how do these things happen? Uh, what do you expect God to do for you? Now, I may say some things this morning that, that you won't agree with. And I understand that. And, and I'm not saying you have to agree with everything that I say. But we do know that God is angry at sin and God punishes sin. And that's very evident in the scriptures that God does do that. Uh, but there is a doctrine that has, that has deep roots in our country uh, and you hear it espoused time and again uh, that uh, God is in cont complete control of everything. And I'm paraphrasing, uh, and I know that you'll know what I'm talking about. I've heard people say that not a blade of grass grows without God causing it to happen, uh, that uh, God knows uh, I heard uh, just this last week somebody said that uh, uh, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without God telling that sparrow to fall to the ground. Well, that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says that a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground except your father knows. Uh, we believe in an omniscient God, that God knows everything. Uh, my, I'll tell you what, my belief is, and I haven't written this out some way so that it's ready to go to publication, but I'll just give you an idea of what I believe. Uh, some would believe that God just started this world and then, and then he backed off from it. He's transcendent. He just lets the world go. Uh, I don't believe that. I believe that God created this world with natural laws that normally... Work, work for our benefit automatically. Uh, that God doesn't have to tell a blade of grass to grow. He has established nature. And that's under the domain of nature. And so grass grows. And if you want it to grow faster, you put fertilizer on it. And if you want to, if you want to, uh, 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 use special means to, to make your lawn better, you can do that, but God has enacted special, special rules that we call nature. Uh, but sometimes nature, nature goes bad, doesn't it? And uh, when nature goes bad, then storms form. Did, did God cause that storm so that it struck 
a particular community. God said, uh, I want that storm to strike that community. Well, he could have, but did he? And so there are those that say, absolutely, uh, that, that God calls that. God was behind the whole thing. Uh, it is a doctrine that's called divine determinism. It's a teaching that God determines everything that happens in this world, that everything that happens in this world is God's will. Now, I don't believe that. Do I believe that God can interfere with anything in this world that's taking place? He could, he could interrupt a storm. Uh, he, can, he can change the course of events that are taking place, but he doesn't always see to do that. Uh, when my father, uh, who was a very godly man and working for the church uh, and very sacrificial in the way he lived so that he could, he, he thrived on giving and supporting and helping. And, uh, and he was stricken with cancer. Uh, do I think God said, Lawrence Goble, you're going to get cancer? Uh, a colon cancer. Lawrence Goble chose not to go to the doctor immediately. He lived in a time when <coughs> there were certain fears that went along with that, and they were. It was pretty early on in uh, colonoscopies, um, and I remember when Dad finally went through one of those. It was too late for him because the cancer had already gone through the wall, the colon. Uh, but if he would have gone sooner, then that could have made a difference. And as it was, the cancer went through the wall, the colon, got into the lymph nodes. The lymph nodes, of course, carry it all through your body. And is that absolute that that would have made a difference? Not necessarily, but it from what doctors tell us, that could have made a difference. So, uh, did God tell the devil to put those cancer cells or polyps, whatever it was, uh, into my father so that he would die of cancer? I think, I think life just has certain risk and and responses to different things, diet and uh, environment and so forth. And so those things happen. Do I, think, do I think that God determined that dad was going to have cancer? No, I don't think so. I, I think God knew he was going to have cancer and God gave him victory and helped him to be a great witness while he had cancer. Uh, I worked with a, uh, a guy that was real redneck. Uh, name was Bill. I won't tell you his last name. You probably don't know him, but uh, he worked at the car dealership, and uh, he was a big old guy. Well, I say old guy. He was about middle age, but he was, he was taller than me and, and a bigger guy, 
and uh, he was absolute. He was he was into this doctrine of divine determinism. We we didn't call it by that. It was just, you know, God knew everything. So he would say to me, so if God knows you're going to die by drowning, you're not going to die by hanging. Well, yeah, that's God knows everything. He knows what the end is going to be. We know that. Uh, so uh, I said, uh, so do you think you can do anything uh, to change what happens to you? Of course, he didn't think so. Uh, that's, that goes to the idea of what, what will be is going to be. Do you know anybody that has that? What, it, what will be is going to be. And it doesn't matter. So, you know, God's in complete control, so uh, just go ahead and eat hot fat from the frying pan if that's what you want to do. <laughs> or drink hot grease. It was drink hot grease from the frying pan. It was in that song, wasn't it? Uh, uh, and the guy said, yes, he'll be there when the morning comes. <laughs> well, he may not be, uh, because hot grease is kind of hard on your innards. <laughs> so, uh, but there are things we can do. It has been proven. Now, David Latimer, our general missionary evangelist now, he was the general missionary superintendent, had a terrible heart attack. He was flying all over the place as a general missionary superintendent. When one night... He had a severe heart attack, and his wife, Merla, got him to the hospital, or squad did, and half his heart, as I recall, half his heart was destroyed in this heart attack. So, miracle that he didn't die. And as Dr. Latimer went to the heart doctor after his recovery to us, specific point the heart doctor said if you'll listen to what I say and do what I tell you to do I can help you so that you will still have some years David Latimer said I will be the best patient you ever had you tell me what I need to do and David has done that pretty well uh, he lost weight he started exercising as the doctor told him to. He controlled his diet. And so David, David has been, it's at least, at least been 20 years since he had that massive heart attack. Uh, he's not able to fly like he did because he had to cut back on his schedule. And so he does a lot, but not as strenuous, not as stressful, I should say, a schedule as what he had before. And he goes on living and praising God, but he's doing what the doctor said. You see, I believe that God honors common sense. I believe God honors common sense. I believe you can, you can speed up the time of your demise. I believe you can live a shorter life if you live foolishly. And 
A lot of times you can live longer, but not always. Because, you know, accidents happen. Uh, and, and it's terrible sometimes. You know, I thought it, it's probably not a nice, a nice rhyme to remember, but you know Fatty and Skinny were laying in, dead, in bed and Fatty rolled over and Skinny was dead. Accidents happen. And life ends prematurely, whether you think it will or not. We could, I'm driving down the road, oftentimes I see these big trucks coming, and I think, man, all, just a little line here. I've got to stay on my side. What if that truck driver just swerves a little bit over and hits me? Well, I've still got a shot, don't I? Well, for one thing, we trust in God, don't we? Our lives are in his hand. It's not like we're just living haphazardly. But we don't know what the future holds. But look at all the safety things they put into these cars. Airbags and, and seat belts. And some of you have had to pay fines for not wearing your seat belt. Don't that sting $130 or so if they catch you without your seat belt on? Uh, so... Medical science, law enforcement, uh, common sense tells us we can do some things that may help us to live longer. Other things may intervene, but God honors common sense. And so, I believe, yeah, God has set certain things in motion. He can interfere if he wants to. If he interferes on our behalf, we call it a miracle, don't we? We call it a miracle that this did not happen or that did not happen, that God intervened. And that's why we pray, don't we? We pray for God to intervene. Can God judge sin? Absolutely. And was 9-11 an eye-opener, an awakening? Well, people went to church a lot after that for about two Sundays, didn't they? And that was short-lived. But there are those that will bow the knee when they're terrified, and they say, you know, that this, this is happening. But when, when we look at the possibilities of the difficulties that come into life, we can't attribute everything to God's judgment. But bear in mind that God does judge, and God will eventually judge all sin. And the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But there is a time when we will perish if our lives are not in Christ and we're not living for him. I thought about uh, Uzziah uh, in the Old Testament. We, we read about Uzziah when, uh, we, when we read in Isaiah, uh, where Isaiah had that great vision of... Uh, God lifted up and on the throne. It was in the year that Uzziah died 
He's also known as Amaziah, but it says when Uzziah died. Uh, why, why was that a, an epical time? Why was that, why was that, why was that mentioned? Uzziah was actually a good king, but he overstepped what he did. He trifled with God's will. Uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 16, it says, when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. He became filled with pride, in other words, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. He wasn't supposed to do that. He was king, and he, he, I've got all the authority, I've got all the power. But he wasn't supposed to go into the temple. That was for the priest. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. They were taking their lives in their own hands to withstand the king. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God." Then guess what Uzziah did? He did what a lot of people do. He got mad. Oh, I'm the king, and you're telling me I can't do this? Verse 19, then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn the incense, to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, leprosy came on him right then. God judged him right then. Leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him. Can you imagine their horror? They see leprosy immediately. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. They must have said, you better look at yourself. You already have been stricken. And he also hasted to go out because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death. And he had to live in a different house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And it tells us that his son reigned in his stead. God does judge sin. God is in control. <coughs> but do we say that everything that happens in the world is God's will? Uh, the Bible tells us that Satan is the arch enemy of God, and he does all he can to withstand God in righteousness. God is not the instigator behind Satan. God allowed Satan to try Job, uh, but he set certain guidelines that Satan was not allowed to go beyond. But 
God is not the instigator of all the strokes, illnesses, plagues, accidents, divorces, natural disasters, wars, sexual assaults on children, hunger, and poverty. God is not the instigator of these things. God is love. Christ is our Savior. And God wants people to come to repentance and find peace and joy in Him. We follow the doctrine of John Wesley. John Wesley raised a very powerful point, and I took this from Dr. Hermes' CD, when he said, to attribute such atrocities to God is an outrage. It is an outrage against his character. It makes him more at fault, more cruel, and more unjust than the devil. He said, if this is the case, God has taken Satan's work out of his hands, and God is the destroyer of souls. God is our savior, not the destroyer of souls. And so, when, when and this doctrine is pervasive, over and over again, you'll hear it by people who follow Calvinism, uh, that what's to be will be, uh, and uh, all these things. I never really finished telling you the story about Bill, did I? Um, I can't remember now the illustration I used, um, and I wish I could, but um, Bill was talking about dying a certain way, and uh, it would be dying because God had determined that's the way he was going to die. And, and I came back at Bill, and I was, I was a pretty young fellow at that time. I said, uh, Bill, if you die that way uh, and bring this on yourself, then God, God knows that you had a choice. You didn't have to. You didn't, you didn't have to follow that path, that line of reasoning. And perhaps it was to be hung because of crimes committed. I'm just guessing now because I can't recall exactly what illustration I used. But I said, uh, Bill, if you would do that and you would get hung for your crimes, I'm pretending I remember, uh, that uh, God would say to you, Bill, I knew you were going to die by hanging because I knew you were a fool and you were going to follow in the way of unrighteousness and you were going to do things you weren't supposed to do. Well, God does know that, doesn't he? He knows our heart. We read about that in Sunday school this morning. God knows our heart. God, God knows the path that we take. And so, what happened to Bill? Well, <laughs> Bill had spent a little stretch of time in, in, the, in the jail because he didn't like the owner of the dealership and he was calling and making threats against the owner anonymously that was before cell phones and all this but this man the owner of the dealership John had some money he had the police put a tracer on the phone calls 
they found out who was doing it. And so right to Bill's house they went and arrested Bill. Tried and convicted, as I recall, had to spend some time behind the bars for what he was doing. So God didn't make him do it. Bill did it of his own accord. And I'm sure Bill, Bill would defend himself to the death. But we believe that God has established certain rules. God honors common sense. Jesus answers prayer, doesn't he? Jesus answers prayer. When will you die? Well, we're going to push it off as long as we can unless Jesus comes and we get translated immediately and carried into the presence of God. Do we believe that the devil and God are on the same side? No, we believe that they're on opposite sides, that God is love, that Satan's name is destroyer. His name is destroyer. God is truth. The devil has been a liar from the beginning. And so when people come with why did this happen? Or why did that happen? Yeah, God, God could stop many things that go on. Uh, drownings and so forth. But God has not. God has created man as a free moral agent. There are a lot of things that people are doing today that's not God's will. But you're a free moral agent. You don't find that in the scripture where it says man is a free moral agent. But you do find it, you do find it in, the, in the actions of people, that people are not following God. They're going their own way and doing what they want to do. And, and, you know, people live sinful, terrible, wicked lives. And then what do they do? The Bible says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So there's people that have damaged their bodies, damaged their minds. I just now think of a young man over at Delaware. <clears throat> his his uh, sister and he came to Sunday school when I was pastor there because I ran the bus route. I'd go around and try to drum up kids get on the bus and uh, so this this sister uh, was one of them that came he and his her, her and her brother well I was in the rest home visiting uh, one of the old time members of the church and uh, here this young man fairly young man still younger than me is in the rest home and I could tell he's not quite right and his sister told me that he burned out his, his mind with alcohol, that he destroyed, his, he destroyed his brain with drink. God didn't cause that. And he certainly had a choice. He could have chosen a better way. His sister did. She's in church today and praising God that she is. Yes. God does judge sin, and God can judge sin on the spot, but we know there is coming 
a final judgment when we'll all stand before the Lord. So I don't know if I've helped you or not. Maybe you don't agree with me. You know, if it's scripture, you better agree with me. But some of my ideas, I told you, you know, you may have a different idea. Um, I think mine's good. So it's worked for me for a long time. And you know, one of these times, something's going to happen to me. And maybe God will have mercy on me. But I'm not going to be mad at God if he doesn't see fit. Uh, I, I expect to suffer the same kind of ailments that run in our family. Uh, we saw at family reunion, I saw relatives that are all crippled up. And, and uh, you know, some of them younger than me, uh, having a hard time. Some of them weren't there. You know why they weren't there? Because they're dead. Uh, but I was there. <laughs> and I thank the good Lord <laughs> that I was there. But someday, old death's going to come knocking on my door. And I just want to be ready when the call comes. And I want to I keep taking my collagen, Sarah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, and all those other health foods that we can stuff in our body to keep it operating. Uh, but aren't you glad that we serve a loving God and he's not out to get us? Amen. He's on our side. And that's what, that's what we know. Jesus showed that, didn't he? When he died on the cross, he's on our side. And he went to the cross to prove it. Praise the name of the Lord. Will you stand with me this morning?